0: Everybody, everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Locked Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Monday, August 14th, 2023. Locked On Blue Devils is your daily podcast. Devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. Another week closer to the start of the upcoming college football season. Mike Elko getting set for his second season as head coach. But we're talking all things basketball here today on the program. After what was a very eventful recruiting weekend, Flory Badunga, a big-time Duke target, officially makes his college decision. He's going to Kansas, will not be playing for Duke. So we'll talk about that. And also spend some time talking about the man of the hour, the man of the summer, Cooper Flagg, one of the top high school players in the entire country, does in fact officially reclassify on what's been a roller coaster of news headlines the last few weeks. Flagg reclassifies, and we'll talk about all of that with my good buddy Kevin Connolly, who is the site expert for Ball Durham on today's show. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review. You can watch the show daily on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel there. Like this video. Share it with your friends, as again, your support means the absolute world to us. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm there as well, at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. So without further ado, let me bring on the aforementioned Kevin O'Connor. Kevin Conley, excuse me, who joins us here on the show. Kevin, appreciate the time, man. How are you?
1: I'm good, JJ. How about you?
0: You know, I can't complain. Excited to get another week started. Excited for uh, what hopefully will be another busy new cycle week for the Stucke basketball program. We are getting closer to football season, but uh, man, you and I really do love when we have those new basketball headlines to follow.
1: Yeah, you think August is typically that down period for college basketball, but uh, I know we talked a couple of weeks about how things could evolve quickly in terms of Recruiting that certainly happened here over the first two weeks of August. And then, um, in what, about a week, 10 days or so, you'll have uh, the freshman class officially checking into school for uh, their fall semester, of their freshman year. So everyone will be back on campus and it uh, should be fun, fun things ahead.
0: Not on today's show, but certainly later in the week, we're going to get into another one of those videos. Duke put out another sort of practice footage, five consecutive minutes of basketball being played. Uh, on their YouTube channel for more run, from more blue and white scrimmages. Uh, and we love this, Kevin. We love to see what the guys are currently up to and um, you know, kind of speculate on which guys are actually making progress uh, for this upcoming season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're in that heart of the the calendar year where um, a lot of college programs are going overseas for their um, foreign tours. Um Duke, unfortunately not going on one of these um, this year, maybe next year. I've heard down down some rumors. Um, I think schools are only allowed to go on one every four or five years. So um, last time Duke did that was the R.J. Barrett-Zion year when they went to Canada. So uh, maybe one uh, that John Shire will lead coming down in a couple of years now.
0: Yeah, it should be next year, I think, that you would see Duke make a move like that, which will be really exciting to actually get games – Uh, to be played for us to kind of talk about with this Duke team, but that's certainly not the case right now. So with that being said, Kevin, we're talking about Duke basketball, and in recruiting we've talked a lot about Cooper Flagg, the just absolutely dominant high school player who was a member of the class of 2025, and uh, going into the weekend he announced that he will, in fact, be reclassifying and joining the class of 2024. What do you think of all this?
1: Well – we mentioned it, I think it was on last week's show, and it was um, that Cooper Flagg's mom was trying to shut down all the reclassification rumors. And um, I said, well, what else do you expect her to really do? I mean, you, you have this player who's in the class of 2025, can't really come out and say um, he's going to the class of 2024 um, if all the paperwork hasn't been submitted and so on and so forth. So um, that finally gets done over the weekend. He officially announces, I believe it was on Friday, Um, That he is going into the class of 2024. He immediately becomes the number one player in the class of 2024. And again, all signs um, point to Duke right now as being the favorite to land him. I know we'll get into a deeper discussion um, about favorites and recruiting um, in your second topic on the show today, but um, certainly good news for Duke um, on the Cooper flag front.
0: Yeah, his post on social media got a little graphic made by, looks like Nike EYBL Basketball, I was able to put something together for him. Simply put, reclassed and marked out 2025, let the world know that he's going to 2024. And uh, Cooper Flag added the caption, why wait uh, with the uh, shoulder shrug emoji. I mean, Why? Yeah, if you're the best player, you want to get started on your basketball career, get to that next stage and the stage beyond that, ultimately trying to end up, in the NBA, go ahead and get this started. I certainly do uh, kind of reflecting back on the storyline with um, his mom trying to shut down the rumors, um, understanding that, hey, they probably wanted to be able to share this information themselves and not have others be able to break it. And so here we are. Cooper was actually able to make a post on his own social media profile to publicly declare the news.
1: Yeah. And these rumors go back weeks now, almost to the beginning of Uh, July and even further back from that right around where EYBL Peach Jam was beginning. Um, And the biggest thing is he has the age requirement, right? That's the biggest reason why he's reclassifying. That's the basically the only reason why he's reclassifying that he is old enough to be eligible for, let's see, that would be the 2025 NBA draft instead of waiting to how he currently could complete high school and then be in the 2026 draft. Why wouldn't you a player of his caliber want to be in that 2025 NBA draft where, I mean, I haven't seen any 2025 NBA mock drafts, but you'd have to imagine Cooper Flagg would be um, in the top three, um, just based solely off what he's done in his high school career and in his AAU career as well.
0: Cooper Flag reclassifies to the class of 2025, a big, big, big development there for Duke men's basketball recruiting. We'll continue to talk about that after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is your best place to go when you're looking for a new potential hire. Because these days, LinkedIn always feels like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires. Firstly, any competitors. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go ahead and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my friend Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. Tell me a little bit about your website.
1: Well, we got everything you could possibly need on Duke News, um, specifically basketball-focused, recruiting, NBA, things going on with the current team. Um, You can find it all, and then obviously you talked at the top of your show about football, our football coverage starting to ramp up as well, less than about three and a half weeks away from that season opener against Clemson. Everyone looking forward to that game to start off the second year of the Mike Elko era. So you can read us um, at balldurham.com, and then you can follow us on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. Took a little uh, vacation week last week, but we'll be back and, and ready to roll here this week. Getting a lot of content out there about the stuff we're discussing today with uh, basketball recruiting news. We'll be breaking down some videos and highlights and all that good stuff as well. So you can read us again, balldurham.com, and follow us on Twitter at ball underscore Durham.
0: Everybody wants to talk about Cooper Flack and what he's up to these days. And now it's official. He has reclassified, had the unofficial visit to Duke on his way back down to high school for what we now will be know his final year of high school there at Mountain Velvet Academy in Florida. Uh, Duke players were already in the comments sections, kind of talking about how excited they were, throwing the uh, kind of devil emoji that we see there on the iPhone. Let me throw that out there as well. This point, if we could make a blue emoji as opposed to just the purple one that iOS software has, uh, we would all absolutely love that. But we know what it means anytime we see that posted, and uh, certainly the Duke players are already making their recruiting pitches.
1: Yeah, that was the biggest thing, and even you look into the comments – Um, when he posted the official pictures from his unofficial visit to Duke a lot of the players were in the comments there um, supporting the Blue Devils or making their pitch for him uh, to commit to Duke so um, again there have been no red flags there have been no um, bad signs coming from Duke and Cooper flag um, basically for the last two weeks when August 1st began and he began his unofficial visit down there in Durham so everything going according to plan right now for John Shire's uh, squad and, and they're recruitment of Cooper flag and you also have to realize um, something you didn't mention yet is when that news broke that Cooper flag was officially reclassifying from 2025 into 2024 Chris Carrawell jumped on Twitter and he put the little devil emoji up there too so um, even the coaching staff is excited about this Cooper flag news.
0: Because it feels like just an expectation at this point, right? Early in his high school career, Cooper Flagg is interviewed by so many recruiting experts and insiders. He talks about growing up a Duke basketball fan up there in Maine, and uh, now he's gotten these opportunities to be recruited by the Blue Devils. Uh, Duke should feel really good about their positioning with flag himself, but nothing is a given these days, Kevin, right? I mean, Duke's ultimately got to see this play out to the finish line uh, ending in a commitment itself from Cooper.
1: Yeah. Nothing's a guarantee in recruiting. Um, You mentioned those interviews that he did back when um, he was a freshman going into Montverde Academy. And it's kind of funny, I guess we could be getting old or a new generation of basketball players is among us because when he did say Duke was his dream school and he, grew up a fan of the Blue Devils. He also said he modeled this game after Jason Tatum and Grayson Allen. You don't hear that very often. I guess now you do from players these days. Typically um, the the players you would hear are still like your LeBrons and your Kevin Durant's and – Um, Russell Westbrooks and so on and so forth but um, typically you don't really hear Jason Tatum and specifically Grayson Allen a lot so um, that was music to the ears of Duke fans when he said that a couple of years ago but um, yeah nothing's nothing's a sure thing in recruiting Um, it feels like the only school um, at least in my opinion right now that has some traction with him is the Connecticut Huskies the uh, reigning national champions Um, but I I don't think that is going to go very far right now it seems all geared towards Duke.
0: Yeah, and more specifically from the Duke angle, right? Like you mentioned modeling your game after some of the best players in the entire world, but how about just kind of showing the age of flag itself and then the Duke fan in them to say Jason Tatum and Grayson Allen when you're more so accustomed to, you know, a couple of decades ago, it's the 90s with recruits coming in wanting to be like Leighton or Hill and Hurley. And then you turn the century and you've got Boozer, Brandon, J. Will. Then you get to the J.J. Redick era. J.J. Mm -hmm. Redick's name was there for a while. And now we've just kind of turned our page into some of these more recent Duke basketball superstars.
1: Yeah, that's that's where everything connecting the dots here in this recruitment. Um, I I won't say it's at the finish line yet. It certainly seems like it's getting there. Um, I could anticipate a commitment anytime before. High school season begins, and you have to remember. Vermont Verde Academy, their high school season begins a little bit earlier um, than your typical high schools um, that begin in the in the winter time. They play that independent schedule, so they typically begin things right around when the NBA does um, in that late September October time period.
0: A class of twenty twenty four five star made his college commitment over the weekend. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Teased it at the start of the show, but do you want to keep talking about Cooper Flag for just another moment here. Now reclassifying was the top player in 2025. That spot now very clearly held uh, by Cameron Boozer, likely going to stay that way for the rest of the way. But looking at this 2024 class in particular, Duke now kind of waiting on decisions for the top two guys in that class, right? Because Dylan Harper still has the Duke offer on the table, still seems very close with the Duke basketball coaching staff. Now you've got Cooper flag as well. So those two players vying to be the top recruit in the class. And I don't know, kind of the thought of of those two players playing together, Kevin, I think that'd be some fun basketball to watch if they were to team up and come into Durham this time next year.
1: Yeah, it really would be. Um, Everyone has flag and in that number one ranking now in 2024, surpassing Harper um, who took it at the beginning of the summer. Um, Again, it, it, does seem like all signs are pointing for Dylan Harper to go to Rutgers. Um, his brother starred for Rutgers, Jersey kid, Jersey school. Um, Duke was perceived as the leader at one point in this recruitment process. Um, but then when um, Cooper Flag really took off and um, had eyes going into 2024, um, Duke kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit with Harper. You have to remember there's already two players committed for Duke in 2024 and Isaiah Evans and Darren Harris. Um, If you want to add flag to that as well, I think Duke's going to add also another big man in the class. Um, So it it still seems like Dylan Harper um, is trending towards Rutgers right now. It also seems like he's very close to a commitment as well.
0: So we'll see how all that ultimately plays out. You're listening and watching the Lockdown Blue Devils here today. J.J. Jackson, alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham, talking about the class of 2024 and recruiting. On Saturday, everyone wanted to watch the Elite 24 game from Under Armour All-Americans, where Flory Bedunga was going to make his decision at halftime live on ESPNU. Final four of Duke, Kansas, Auburn, and Michigan and uh, Saturday turned out to be pretty eventful, Kevin.
1: Yeah, it really did. I mean, this was a wild recruitment. I mean, there was so many twists and turns, and um, it goes to recruiting. I mean, people um, will have information. They'll put that information out, uh, and nothing's ever a sure thing until um, the papers get signed, and you'll see Flory Badinga. Um, as a signed commit, even when it gets to a sign, you see players requesting their release from their national letter of intent. You saw it this year from Duke with McKenzie and Baco. So uh, I guess I should say nothing's ever a, a sure thing until the player is on campus yeah. and wearing that team's gear and in their um, ball camp or whatever. But, yeah, it was very surprising to see Flory commit to Kansas. Um, you, you look at the course of the last week and, all right, Duke was the favorite. And then, all right, it seemed like it was gearing back towards Auburn. And then I believe it was Jeff Goodman, a um, couple hours out of his commitment, um, said if he, he thought it was a race between Auburn and Kansas, and he was going to give the slight edge to Kansas. And um, it proved that Jeff um, knew what he was talking about, and his sources were correct because Flory ended up committing to Kansas. And uh, it, was, it was surprising to many people in the college basketball world.
0: It was. It was surprising because, like you said, there was just so much momentum throughout the week with Duke in the lead and then a lot of Auburn buzz with the Under Armour connection there and then ultimately making the decision to go to Kansas. I did notice that tweet from Jeff Goodman and kind of raised my own eyebrows, like, wow, I hadn't really heard that much throughout the week, and ultimately that ended up being right. There's a reason why Jeff Goodman knows everyone in the industry uh, and and was able to make a good prediction like that for Mr. Bedinga. But with the event itself, it was an outdoor basketball event. They kept having to delay – Uh, whether or not the game was going to take place. I think you're dealing with condensation, I would assume, on the playing surface and the court itself. But uh, I don't think that that was the best made-for-TV event that folks were talking about because we thought back to the Jason Tatum recruitment where he was kind of sitting courtside announcing his decision to commit to Duke um, after a game had been played. And, yeah, just a little bit of a different setup for Flurry.
1: Yeah, those commitments are kind of weird. Um, Because you never know what could happen, especially when you're doing a game outdoors in Atlanta on a August night in the summer. Um, Things can happen. Storms can pop up. It's typically hot down there. Um, And like you said, the condensation on the floor can make it a little bit treacherous for the athletes. But um, yeah, if you even go back um, two to three weeks, it was like, all right, Duke's in the lead. Then you heard the chatter of Auburn coming at him with a massive NIL package. And then it seemed like that was sputtering a little bit and Duke was going back in the lead. And then you you fast-forward now to the last couple of days where it's going to be Auburn. And then all of a sudden, um, late on Saturday, it's like Kansas is right there. And then he uh, eventually commits to Kansas. And um, Bill Self adds another big-time five-star recruit.
0: Yeah, you look at Bill Self and what he's done. Uh, obviously, the championship just a few seasons ago and had one earlier in his career at Kansas. And now they've got another top player, uh, that's going to be going to play for the Jayhawks. So Duke will kind of shift gears now in the 2024 class. Notably, they've got Cooper Flagg out there. We mentioned someone like Dylan Harper uh, is a player to watch, not necessarily leaning Duke right now, but Duke is still in the running for him. Any other names that you think are notable to watch?
1: Well, the biggest name with uh, Flori Bedinga out, out of the race right now um, is Patrick second. II. Um, Duke's in his top eight. Um they it seemed like they the temperature might have cooled off a little bit between the two parties when Duke was in the final four for Flory and seeming in the lead. Um now I would imagine Duke might pick things up again um uh, with Patrick and, and try and lure him into Duke. Um and again, if you can have a recruiting class of at least these four of Cooper Flag, Isaiah Evans, Darren Harris, and Patrick Nagaba, um you're setting yourself up in a pretty good direction. Um and then let the other chips fall. Of players returning transfer portals and potentially um, other high school recruits as well.
0: Yeah, Con Neppel, another name to watch. VJ Edgecombe yep. is a name that's gotten a lot of buzz for Duke. So we'll see how those recruitments specifically themselves play out. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll just see what kind of timelines are made by a lot of these players. And Gabba is going to be a player that I think Duke fans are now going to really shift their attention and focus to from St. Paul the 6th, as you said, where Darren Harris is at where Trevor Keels and Jeremy Roach played high school basketball. So a bit of a recruiting pipeline there for John Shire and his staff already. So ultimately, we see how all of that plays out. Finally, do want to talk a little bit about USA basketball, as we've been doing so frequently uh, on the program here with Paolo and Brandon Ingram, starring for the team. Two more games over the weekend to catch people up on. USA played Slovenia on Saturday, ultimately won by 30. It helps. Luca did not play for Slovenia in that game, but a 30-point victory uh, for the American squad. And then yesterday, Sunday afternoon, Team USA took on Spain and walked away with a 10-point victory. Anything that stood out to you, Kevin?
1: I'm really impressed with Paulo Benquero's defense when he's getting time out on the court. I think that's really improved and something that people don't really talk about, um, especially in his rookie year with the Orlando Magic. Um, but it's certainly good to see live basketball, although exhibitions here in early August. Um, but we'll have to wait for the next couple of weeks for things really to ramp up with the FIBA World Cup um, when pool play begins at the end of the month. So certainly something to keep an eye on as the summer uh, unfolds here in the final couple of weeks of August.
0: Kevin, always do appreciate your thoughts and perspective on all things basketball, all things Duke. We'll have football conversations with you in the days and weeks to come. And once again, just really appreciate you stopping by for a visit. Uh, Let folks know once again where they can find all of your work.
1: You can find everything at balldurham.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. We'll talk again soon, Kevin, okay? Thanks, JJ.
0: All right, that's Kevin Connolly, once again, my good buddy, joining us here on the program today. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Thank you so much for your support. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Subscribe to our podcast feed. Leave us a five-star rating and review. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go do I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.